mornings, I'm Chris Oaks. Back at it today and coming up between holiday stress and the winter blues, there are plenty of reasons this time of year may not be as merry as you think it should be. Also this morning, wish you could recapture the childlike wonder of Christmas. Well, perhaps some tips from the Hancock County OSU Extension on playing your way through the holidays would help. The U.S. Chamber of Commerce Foundation has announced its winners of the 2023 Citizens Awards, honoring corporate social responsibility at the national and local level. And if you're still scrambling to find that perfect gift at the last minute, we have some great ideas to help with Christmas just a week and a half away. This is the Good Mornings Podcast Edition for Wednesday, December 13th, 2023. In the old air chair today after uh, some extended R&R here. Good to be back. And uh, I was out of state uh, over the past several days this past weekend. That was why I wasn't here. Uh, I had uh, uh, other stuff going on and uh, was actually in Florida for a few days. uh, Enjoying the uh, warmer weather. Getting away from uh, the cold. Although I'm told I guess this weekend was pretty nice uh, here back home. Um. not Florida nice, but decent. But anyway, uh, I th- this was, <laughs> um, where was this story? Uh, I know I had it here somewhere. Um, oh, here it is. I'm glad that I didn't hear about this story until I got back. Apparently, um, in Hawaii at the uh, airport in Honolulu, A bomb disposal crew was summoned when security found an anti-aircraft missile in someone's luggage. (laughs) An anti-aircraft ammunition in uh, the luggage of a passenger at the uh, Honolulu airport. The potential security threat. That's what it says here in the news story. The potential security threat. Potential security threat and anti-aircraft ammunition, that does seem to be a security threat. I think I would drop the word potential there from the uh, report. It was initially flagged when TSA scanned the luggage with an x-ray. The luggage room was immediately evacuated as uh, state law enforcement bomb squad and the U.S. Air Force's Explosive Ordnance Disposal Unit all responded The object in question turned out to be a 50 caliber anti-aircraft round stored in a thermos in a check suitcase. At least they didn't try and take it through security in their carry-on. But you can't tell me that that was an accident. It was stored in a thermos. You know what I mean? Who does this accidentally? Nothing came of it, thank goodness. But uh, I would say some tense moments there at the... uh, at the airport in uh, Honolulu. That is crazy. That's uh, that's not getting a story. I didn't hear about this until I read it on the Newswire this morning. You would think that that would get a lot more uh, media attention <laughs> than, than it apparently has. But uh, there you go. Uh, just weird. What is the thing that you are looking least forward to as you start the day? For 46% of Americans, replying to text messages is their least favorite daily task. As a new survey of 2,000 adults found that 59% of respondents always or often wish that they could find an easier way to do certain tasks and... For 46% of Americans, the one thing that they look forward to the least every day is responding to text messages. Um, The average American, it says, spends 48 minutes planning the next day, and men spend just a little bit more time planning their day than women do. When it comes to travel, again, travel-related thing, 88% wish that they could enjoy a vacation without doing the planning. Now, mind you, this was a survey commissioned by a vacation planning company, Apple Vacations. So there is that. But uh, I just thought that was interesting. 46% of Americans say replying to text messages is their least favorite daily task. So uh, just 
Something to keep in mind, bear in mind, before you text someone today that you may be adding to the load of the chore that that individual least looks forward to. Something to think about. Uh, Christmas now a week and a half away. It is hard to believe uh, that we are just, what, nine days, nine, ten days away from, uh, from Christmas. And have you mailed out your Christmas cards yet? Um, I don't know how many people actually do this anymore, but if you do, if you have yet to do that, and you plan on it, you might be surprised how much money you're going to end up spending on your Christmas cards. This year alone, the cost of first-class mail forever stamps has increased from 60 to 66 cents per Uh, That latest price adjustment happened back in July, which means that if you were to mail out 50 holiday cards, it's going to cost you uh, $3 more than it did last year. It would be $33 this year. It was $30 last year. So be a little bit pricier to send out your Christmas cards this year. While the number may... It says, while the number may not look like a substantial difference, the price changes come as many Americans prepare for the upcoming holiday while continuing to be affected by high inflation, ongoing uh, inflation and such. Just one uh, one more story. One more thing is going to cost you more this year. Um, speaking of uh, Christmas gifts, I guess this is being sold as a potential Christmas gift, but it's kind of weird. Uh, this was uh, pointed out to me, and I thought it was a little... I I question whether or not this is actually useful. Amazon, it says, is selling one of the creepiest items you will come across this Christmas. What looks like a regular old ordinary home accessory is actually a concealed hidden spy camera. Recording devices built into clothes hooks. You know, when you go to someone's house and they have a they have hooks there for your coat, you hang your coat up on the clothes hook. Um, you see the clothes hook there, at first glance, it wouldn't appear to be anything more than something to hang your jacket on or your towel on or something, you know, clothes hooks. You know what I'm talking about. But uh, it has a spy camera embedded in the hook. <laughs> um, I And I'm, this was pointed out to me, The story, my first response, my first reaction was, how in the world does this, how in the world would this work? You've got a a camera on a clothes hook, (laughs) but if you hang your towel on it or you hang your coat on it, doesn't that cover up the camera? I mean, doesn't that, (laughs) how does, how does this work? You buy a a hidden spy camera that's going to be covered up when you hang, when you use the item for its intended purpose. I mean, think about it. That doesn't make a whole lot of sense. There you go. Uh, just seems like a waste of money in my book. Uh, um, are you a pessimist or an optimist? We're talking about Christmas and spending money. And we'll tie these two things together here uh, with this story from researchers at the University of Bath in the UK. They find... That while most people strive to be optimistic, maybe you should be a little more pessimistic if you want to save money. A positive viewpoint, seeing the glass as half full, is linked to a decrease in numerical reasoning and memory. Those who were more pessimistic made better money moves. Specifically, optimism was linked to more consumption and debt, as well as high-risk activity when it comes to enjoyment, more high-risk activity when it comes to employment and savings. They theorize that this is because positive people might be deluding themselves. (laughs) Plans based on overly optimistic beliefs make for poor decisions and are bound to deliver worse outcomes than would realistic outlooks. So being a little bit more pessimistic may save you money. That's If you are optimistic, chances are good. You have less money than if you were uh, more of a glass half empty kind of person. Interesting.
something to think about there. And, and also among the first things you need to know this morning, the most interesting and buzzworthy stories of the day, this is very important to know. From the medical file, have you ever had to hold in a sneeze? I think we've all done this, right? You're in a meeting or you're in church maybe or something and you got to sneeze. You're someplace where you don't want to just all out sneeze. So you try and hold it in. I did this on the plane. As a matter of fact, when I was, because you know, you're on the plane, you're packed in like cattle and you don't want to sneeze, you know, give everybody the willies, you sneeze. Well, don't do that. Don't hold in your sneeze. A man in his, and I don't know where this is, but uh, it was a report on LiveScience.com. Man in his 30s tore a hole in his windpipe trying to stop the physical response of a sneeze, trying to hold in a sneeze. A man tried to stop a sneeze when he was driving, and uh, right after he did that, he noticed a sharp pain in his neck, went to the ER, and they discovered that his trachea had become perforated due to a rapid buildup of pressure. Fortunately, the windpipe healed on its own without surgery, but doctors say it was from holding in his sneeze. Don't do that. Say the pressure during a sneeze can be 20 times higher, 20 times higher than normal. You're welcome, America. Bet you didn't know that. Some of the most interesting and buzzworthy stories there to get your Wednesday morning started. WFIN News, I'm Matt Demchek. Your WTOL 11 weather. Plenty of sunshine expected again today with a high around 40. Clear skies tonight, a low in the mid-20s. The Fostoria Police Division says a man walked into the emergency room at the hospital over the weekend with a gunshot wound that was not life-threatening. The individual told police he was shot near the city pool by somebody wearing all black and a ski mask. Police investigated and learned that that story wasn't true and that the individual had actually physically attacked his stepfather. While the two were fighting, there was a gun nearby. Both grabbed for the gun and during the struggle over the gun, it accidentally went off, striking the individual in the hip. The police department says the case has been submitted to the prosecutor's office for possible charges. Get more on the website. The governor has announced an expansion of the state's H2 Ohio program. The goal of this program is to use research to improve water quality in the state. Now, since it began four years ago, the program has focused on low-income areas and algae runoff into Lake Erie. Now, with this expansion, the program will expand to help improve and maintain the state's largest rivers. The expansion of H2 Ohio, funded by the General Assembly, who awarded the program $270 million in funding. I'm Yolanda Harris. And the Blanchard River is now part of the H2 Ohio Rivers program. Get more on the website. Plans have been announced for a new football-themed water park at the Pro Football Hall of Fame in Canton. It will be called Game Day Bay, and it features slides, a lazy river, wave pools, and giant jumbotrons. For the adults, there's also going to be a swim-up bar with TVs for game day fun. An official opening date has not been set yet, but representatives say it will make its public debut at the end of 2024. I'm Maureen Kyle. The Hancock Historical Museum will host its classic movie night on Friday night with a screening of the holiday-themed romantic comedy Holiday Affair. He's my fiancé. We're to be married New Year's Day. And what were you doing in the park with this guy 8 o'clock Christmas morning? The movie stars Janet Leigh and Robert Mitchum. The museum's classic movie night is free and open to the public. Remember, you can always get more news online anytime at WFIN.com. Well, I saw a meme on Facebook the other day that said, I hope all the family togetherness during the holiday season doesn't reverse all those years of therapy. And I laughed, but there is some truth to that. The holiday season can certainly impact our mental health. And joining us to talk about the importance of self-care during the holidays is mental health expert Elizabeth Johnson. And Elizabeth, to be fair, it's not just family drama, family issues. I mean, you've got financial stress. For some, it's loneliness. And then just the winter blues in general this time of year. So there are a lot of reasons that this time of year can take a toll. Right, Chris. You know, we say happy holidays, but the the reality is, is 
honestly, they're anything but happy for a lot of people. And the nights can be really long. They can be dark and they can be cold and pretty isolating for, right. for a lot of people. And, you know, do we even need to bring up the financial stress? You know, I, I, I don't think Santa's going to hold off on coming this year just because there's inflation. <laughs> right, right. So what practical ways can we prioritize self-care and maintain kind of a, a healthy lifestyle and a healthy life during this season that can be such a struggle for so many people? Chris, that's a great question. And I think you hit the nail on the head when you said practical um, tips and tricks. So, you know, for that, for that person that struggles with the lack of sunshine, the long nights, the one thing I would recommend that that person or if, if they were a patient of mine is to consider putting some of their the lights in their home on a timer. So that way, when you're coming home from work, you're walking into a bright, cheery uh, environment, not a dark, moody environment where all you want to do is <laughs> crawl back in the covers yeah. uh, for the rest of the night. Uh, another tip, you know, we, we, we are a culture that celebrates every milestone with some type of food and drink, right? And and the holidays start with the pumpkin spice and they continue through the New Year's cheers. And it, it, it's months long of indulging in rich food and and treats. And, and for somebody that's really wanting to work on their weight or manage their, their blood sugars or their diabetes or that person that's really striving towards sobriety from drinking, Gosh, it's, it's, it's so isolating this time of year. And, you know, something that I would encourage that person struggling to do is to, to look at the season as in, in terms of days. And what I mean by that is celebrating Christmas as a day, not celebrating and indulging for three or four months on end and then wondering why we hit January and we look at ourselves in the mirror and go, oh, my goodness, what have I been doing the last yeah. three or four months? I, I'm curious how much of this is external forces versus um, something that's ingrained in our DNA. I mean, some people uh, are better at handling this than others. So I'm wondering how much of this is just, I guess, beyond our control to a certain extent. That's another great question. And to be honest, I, th I think we are walking into a season that encompasses some really specific challenges and stressors that we don't necessarily have in other seasons. But you're absolutely right in that sometimes it's simply gasoline on the fire. In other words, there's pre-existing stressors, pre-existing anxiety. My financial stress didn't just start because of Christmas, right? It, mm -hmm. it, it's been uh, ongoing since I paid all the registration fees to get my kids into school and banned two months ago, you know? And so it's, it's compounding factors where now we're in this, this season where we've kind of dumped another load on the pile. And for those who are struggling with these underlying issues, perhaps even clinical issues, and this is why I bring this up, is it possible to decouple all of this? In other words, is there any benefit in saying, let's just deal with the holiday stress part for now, we'll worry about addressing all the other stuff after we get through the next couple of weeks, or will that not work unless you address everything all at once? I, I would say the first thing is, as you just pointed out, is acknowledging that it needs to be addressed. That's 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 that's, that's that, that it inherently is the road barrier, or the roadblock for many, is is making that decision to speak it out loud, to to see a professional, and to to say, I am not okay, and because I'm not okay, that's not okay. And to take that conversation to a healthcare prov provider that can say, okay, what are some treatment plans that we can incorporate? Because as we started out with those tips and tricks of things, uh, those can be very helpful. But unfortunately, sometimes it's not enough. Mm -hmm. And that's where conversations about deeper levels of, of care and help, uh, looking at medication management to, to manage symptoms. It might need to be a conversation. And you did bring up DNA and you did bring up genetics a few moments ago. And I think that's where it, it becomes an important part of that conversation is to say, hey, now we have a genetic tool or a test called GeneSight 
that can look at somebody's DNA and help that provider know what treatments may be best for that person that is struggling with their mental health. Yeah, which is uh, kind of interesting. Uh, an interesting sidebar on, on this whole thing is that Whereas it maybe used to be sort of a trial and error, hit and miss sort of thing, finding the right combination of therapies and medications and so on that are effective. Now you uh, can hone in on that a lot more quickly and effectively. Absolutely. You know, GeneSight is that genetic test that, that we're kind of talking about here that has been out now for years. And it really helps create a framework and a roadmap for practitioners because it can evaluate that person's DNA and say, okay, based on their DNA and how we know that DNA metabolizes Mm -hmm. these medications, we can now make a decision to say, which of these medications have the highest likelihood of working well, with the least likelihood of side effects. Yeah. So it brings a little more science to the medical decision-making process in the world of mental health. No different than I would want to know my patient's blood sugar before I treat their diabetes. Right Now I can have this genetic piece of the puzzle to incorporate into my medical decision. And for the patient, it provides uh, more assurance that we are going to find something that works, that there is hope and we we can manage this. Um, again, Elizabeth Johnson is a mental health expert talking about responding to the challenges of the holiday season and just the winter season in general and self-care during the holiday season. Where do we get more information? There's actually a lot more uh, info, tools, resources and such online, right? Sure. Yeah, you can go to genesite.com to get more information about the genetic test itself and genesite.com slash holiday mental health for continued uh, support and tips and tricks to help manage your mental health in the holiday season. Good stuff there. Elizabeth, thanks very much for taking the time. We appreciate it. Hey, thank you. Have a great day. So we were talking earlier about all of the holiday stress and just the winter blues and all of the reasons we have for not having a Merry Christmas, not having Happy Holidays. Maybe it's not as merry as you think it should be. Do you ever wish you could recapture the childlike wonder of Christmas? I mean, that's what it's uh, all about, right? And when we grow up, we kind of lose some of that. Well... Maybe some tips from the Hancock County OSU Extension on playing your way through the holidays would help. Jennifer Little is with us on the line this morning. Uh, Hancock County OSU Extension Family and Consumer Sciences uh, ed, uh, Educator. And Jennifer, thanks very much for uh, taking the time this morning. This is a, uh, a program uh, just encouraging, well, exactly what it says, playing your way through the holidays. Yes, Chris. Thank you so much for having me this morning. Um, I will say, as an adult, it just seems like sometimes the burdens of adulting can get in the way of enjoying the holiday season. You know, those Christmas celebrations become obligations. You know, we, we have to do this, we have to do that. And, and we sometimes don't even take our own advice when it comes to just looking after ourselves and, and making this a time of, of happiness and, good family time, but also um, just, you know, being our best selves during the holidays. We, sure. You know, um, one, one of the, you know, looking after our own personal wellness does make the holidays more enjoyable. You know, it's easy to put others first, which is a wonderful trait. I mean, to, to look out for others' needs, but when, um, you know, when we are ignoring our own needs, you know, right. that definitely takes away from our, our, our health and enjoyment of the holidays. You as make, well as just our mental health. Yeah, you make such a good point that it's it's not a bad thing to put others first and to you know be concerned with uh, you know others' happiness and enjoyment, whether it's the kids or uh, other members of the family, spouse, whatever it might happen to be. But when it gets to the point of interfering with our own, then we've got a bit of a problem. Yeah, yeah. Um, one of the things that I think about, um, I was recently at the 
um, Hancock Historical Society, we, you know, their open house and was sharing with and talking with some of the visitors there. And it is, it's so easy to ignore our own needs. And something as simple as taking time to laugh, you know, laughter is truly good medicine, doing things that make us happy. And, and um, laughter actually, it, you know, when we, you know, good belly laughs, you know, that actually there's, recommendations that we should have three good belly laughs every day, um, doing things that are, are fun. Um, when we laugh, we are taking in, you know, quality oxygen that serves every part of our body. We are also decreasing our sense of anxiety and stress. So, again, laughter is good medicine. Yeah. So I tell people, you know, take time to that funny holiday movie. That's a good thing. You know, sit down and watch something. Spend time with people who bring you joy and, and make you laugh. In fact, at the open house, I, there were several, you know, groups of people that came together and said, yeah, this is my best friend and I'm spending time doing this with them because they make me happy. And I'm like, good for you. That's actually good for your health. It's not just good for those relationships, but it's good for your health to be around those people that make up playing games. You know, so much, so much of our holiday celebrations, we get caught up with the food, but actually playing games, is a way to use our brains, um, build relationships, um, and also kind of get us away from the the goodie table for a while, Um, but spending that quality time together. So those are two good things. And um, so, again, making time for that laughter. Um, Another thing is rest and quiet time. You know, there's, again, there's the whole busyness of the holiday season. We get caught up with, you know, having to bake this or make this or buy these presents, but making sure that we, you know, we're good about telling our kids to go to bed on time, but remembering that as adults, we still need seven to nine hours of quality sleep every night. That, that's the time that our body really rests and restores itself. So, you know, if you're aching when you go to bed, you know, when you wake up in the morning, you feel arrested and, and ready to take on the day. So making sure that we get that quality sleep. Um, even spending time, also taking some time during the day, whether it be early in the morning or um, some quiet time before bed, some time to do things that help us center and prioritize, whether it be meditation or devotions or listening to music or reading a book, something to help our minds just kind of center and um, focus on the things that are important to us. Um, and it, what time of day that is, it depends on the person. If you're a morning person, and you know, my person like to get up before the, the noise of the day begins and spend a time maybe doing a little stretching, reading something that's meaningful to me. Or if you're a night owl and you need to spend that quiet time before bed just to relax, turning off, you know, our, our cell phones and getting off in front of the, the computer screen for an hour or two before bed, but having that time just for quiet and settling so that we can, again, our brain can kind of clear itself out and get ready for what's ahead. Um, another thing that's important is, is, is eating healthy. And, and when we talk about playing your way through the holidays, we also talk about you know, playing with your food, do something fun with our food. Um, it is totally fine to enjoy some of those wonderful, rich treats that we enjoy we like over the holidays, but, you know, keeping them in moderation. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are some fun ways even to make healthy foods festive. You know, you can, um, I was at a program the other day and we, we had a vegetable tray and we, we made it into like a Christmas tree. You know, we put little broccoli down, put little cherry tomatoes as a little <laughs> ornament and spread out, you know, so we take time to make special cookies and make candies, but, you know, we can put a little effort in to make even, um, ordinary, everyday, healthy foods, kind of fun and festive and making that something that adds joy and fun, you know, a little playfulness to the holiday season. The whole idea is to step back, de-stress a little bit, remind ourselves, uh, again, uh, recapturing, you know, the the childlike enthusiasm and wonder of uh, of the Christmas season, have a little fun with it, and again, playing your way through the holidays, however that might look to you. It kind of goes back to, and we were talking about this, I guess it's been a couple of weeks ago on the program now, that a growing number of toy purchases these days 
uh, are not just for kids. They're adults buying toys for themselves or or other adults. This kind of uh, speaks to that. Yeah, yeah. And thinking about, too, part of those toys get us up and moving. You know, moving over the holiday season is important as well. You know, things like, hey, buy that sled that will fit you. Um, (laughs) Ice skates, you know, some of those wonderful things. You know, just getting up and moving during the holiday season. Because, again, when we are out in the occult, those outdoor toys are a great idea because it's teaching our, you know, kids or or also getting our friends outside to do some of those things. I have a next-door neighbor who's retired now, but she does cross-country skiing, which is a little less um i guess uh more intense. safe than downhill yeah. skiing because, yeah a little you know, less you fall, you're just falling over you're not yeah. falling down a major hill um so northwest ohio we have a lot of flat areas but yeah and even just going outside and you know finding some good hiking boots those kinds of things where you can be outside and enjoy um the nat- you know enjoying nature you know it is truly you know we think about you know the song winter wonderland you know mm-hmm. getting outside and enjoying the beauty of nature and, and just moving our bodies, you that's know, good that's stuff. very good. Uh, just again, reminding us of what really makes the season special and taking time uh, for ourselves and all of that and playing your way through the holidays. Again, Jennifer Little, the Hancock County OSU Extension Consumer and Family Sciences, uh, Family and Consumer Sciences uh, educator uh, with us this morning. We have a link for more information, more uh, thoughts uh, on this topic and uh, ideas and tips and such at goodmornings.net. Jennifer, thanks very much for taking the time. Important stuff to remind folks about this morning. We appreciate it. Thanks for having me, Chris. You have a wonderful day. Well, certainly it is no secret that when Main Street businesses thrive, communities thrive. These days, Community engagement and community service are more important than ever, and highlighting those who are leading the way in innovative ways is what the U.S. Chamber of Commerce Foundation's Citizens Awards are all about. And joining us this morning to talk about some of the 2023 winners, which were just recently announced, is Carolyn Cauley, president of the U.S. Chamber of Commerce Foundation. Carolyn, first off, tell us more about the Citizens Awards and what you're looking for when selecting the winners. Oh, sure. Thanks so much for having me, Chris. The Citizens Award is an award program that we started here at the U.S. Chamber of Commerce Foundation 25 years ago. So this was well before the term corporate social responsibility was really kind of as popular and socialized Mm -hmm. as it is today. And through these years, we've had the opportunity to see hundreds of companies just really, really shine for the way that they lift up communities. And and sometimes it's through volunteerism. Sometimes it's a data-driven project. Um, sometimes it's just really bringing the best of what they do in their customer work to bear on community um, community assistance. So I could give you examples all day long if you'd have me on for the full hour. I could, <laughs> I could tell you all about them, um, but I'd be more than happy to share a couple well, of examples just to give you an idea of the breadth of what we look for. Yeah, I was going to say, at the risk of sounding like we're playing favorites, which we're absolutely not, they're all important, but in the interest of time, uh, what are some of the uh, particular winners and projects from this year's awards that you can highlight as examples? Well, thanks, Chris, for acknowledging that I have no favorite children here. (laughs) Um, But I love to talk about the UPS Foundation. They are a great example of something that we really keep an eye out for, which is a company that is really digging deep into their expertise, their experts, their um, business operations, and mm-hmm. figuring out how that can make a difference for people in need. And so if you think about UPS, we see their brown and yellow trucks, you know, on the road every day. Um, they are really good at moving stuff. They're really good at moving stuff, especially in the last mile of places that are hard to reach. Mm-hmm. They also have made big commitments um, to the continent of Africa. And so marrying those two things together, they identified an area of challenge is Malawi. It's a hard place to move stuff to. 
And so UPS, with its logistics expertise and its foundation, um, delivered medicine and vaccinations to 3 million people in Malawi using delivery drones, using delivery drones, which is fantastic, right? Um, They moved um, goods and and medicines and vaccines to 21 million people in Nigeria. Um, And they did another thing that we really like to see, which is taking care of kind of another part of that supply chain, if you will. They invested in training healthcare workers on the ground there. So it was mm. not just moving the goods to, you know, hard to move places, mm-hmm. um, but also ensuring that they could be administered in the right way. So that one was a clear winner, big company using kind of the best of what they do and, the, mm-hmm. and what we know them for. Right. Another company that um, you probably have not heard of, and I just love talking about what they do, um, it's a company called True Earth. What they have developed is a what they call a laundry strip. It's about the size of a cell phone, and it's a strip that contains as much laundry detergent as a jug would to do 32 loads of laundry. Wow. That's obviously great for the environment, and, you know, it's less hassle to not drag around, you know, those heavy jugs. Sure. But what's really important is what they decided to do with it. They partnered with food banks and food pantries. Because if you think about the families who are increasingly hungry and food insecure now more than ever, when they go to food pantries and food banks, hunger is not their only challenge. Typically, they're often um, also receiving, you know, toiletry goods and, you know, other kitchen items. And so giving them so easy to give them this laundry strip to allow them to quickly yeah. and easily do, you know, thir- almost, you know, three dozen almost loads of laundry. Right. Um, we just loved how simple that was. And they've distributed um, more than 25 million of these strips um, here and around the world through partner organizations. So that's another feature that we just, you know, it really stood out to us this year. It is also significant. And I mean, you give a a couple of examples of companies, uh, especially in the case of UPS, a very large company that's making an impact on the global scale, which is tremendous. But this is not limited to just, I mean, you know, there are businesses that are finding innovative ways to serve their communities um, at, at a scale that is commiserate with smaller businesses as, as well. That's right. You know, one of the, another contrast I'll draw because it can show, I think it shows the idea can work no matter the size of the company. Yeah. You've got a big company like IBM, right? Big data technology company. They have an internal group called the Sustainability Accelerator. It's a pro bono project where they bring together experts from all different kinds of fields within the company to figure out how IBM's technologies could be used to help communities be more resilient in times of climate-driven disaster. They've got big, you know, big company, big employee population, um, and lots of data and technology resources. But the idea of leading with people is a factor that's really important um, to our judges and to what we look for. They can have all the ideas in the world, but the fact that they started with people, we also see that in another winner, um, a company based in New Jersey called Veris Residential. Um, they're a real estate management company. Much, much smaller company, not a global footprint, not even a national footprint. Mm-hmm. But what they're doing in New Jersey is they have inside their company a very similar thing. It's called the Innovation Lab. They bring together people from across the company, no matter what your job title or job type is. But these are people who live in that community, who know the parks, know the schools, know the more disadvantaged parts of town, and they get together to come up with ideas and figure out what solve would be the right fit for them to bring to the community. Sometimes it's hard labor of building a house for Habitat for Humanity. Mm-hmm. Other times it could be cleaning up a park. Other times it could be employee training so that they can go out and be better citizens themselves. So 
it really takes all these different forms. And we really like to see evidence in these winners of having started inside with their own people and bringing them into the process. Yeah. Again, we could talk all day about the work that these winners are doing, but highlighting some of the 2023 Citizens Awards winners from the U.S. Chamber of Commerce Foundation and uh, furthering their work and helping to ensure that when businesses thrive, communities thrive. Carolyn Cauley, again, is president of the U.S. Chamber of Commerce Foundation. Where do we get more information on all of this year's winners and what the award are all about. It's an easy website. It's uschamberfoundation.org. Carolyn, thanks very much for taking the time. We appreciate it. Thanks so much, Chris. This is Good Mornings with Chris Oaks on 1330 WFIN, WFIN.com and 95.5 FM. We interrupt this program to bring you a broken news alert. Now, apparently, I did not know this, but apparently this is like a, a national trend. There are crime rings going around the country robbing ATMs, not not stealing from ATMs, stealing the ATMs. But apparently some of these crime rings, uh, the uh, people involved are not too bright. Five people are in custody after they were accused of attaching a chain to a pickup truck on one end, and an ATM at another, and attempting to drag it away in Roseville, Minnesota. This happened about 4 a.m. yesterday. Police say the uh, incident happened near the Great Southern Bank. The uh, problem was, (laughs) the attempt was thwarted when the driver of the vehicle sped off. You know, you attach the chain on both sides. (laughs) He floors it. Try to yank the uh, ATM away and crashed into a pole. <laughs> Driver sped off and crashed. Uh, one of the alleged offenders was immediately taken into custody. Uh, four others uh, fled on foot and holed up inside a nearby hotel. Uh, they were arrested after a. Uh, Standoff that lasted several hours uh, without incident. The standoff ended. They were taken into custody. The ATM was recovered. <laughs> Alrighty. Uh, let's see. More people behaving badly at a high school basketball game. This in uh, Montgomery County. Texas, there it is, Montgomery County, Texas. Sheriff's Office say a high school basketball player and his family attacked the coach after the player was benched during a game. It happened last week after the game in the parking lot at Willis High School. The player and his family attacked the coach. Uh, The coach explained that the student was benched because of his behavior toward an opposing player. That's hard to believe. (laughs) I find that hard to believe that he had a behavior issue in the game. It seems like such such a solid, upstanding family. (laughs) Where where did that come from? Uh, the uh, 17-year-old student and his 22-year-old brother were both arrested and charged with assault. Uh, the coach is expected to fully recover. I'm guessing, guessing is off the team. I can't imagine why they would have had a problem with that student. He seems like such an upstanding gentleman. Elsewhere in the uh, broken news this morning... From the international file, uh, two suspects are wanted in connection with the theft of a nutcracker from a restaurant in Kent. Uh, <laughs> there was a there was a nut, nutcracker in Kent, isn't that a, uh, a poem? Anyway, uh, apparently there are two six foot nutcrackers guarding the nucleus restaurant. Uh, around the holidays, a holiday decoration. They got holiday nutcrackers outside the entrance of this restaurant. Uh, but one of the ornaments 
was stolen on Friday right around lunchtime. And what makes this even more bizarre, it was stolen by two guys on a motorcycle. On a motorcycle, you steal a six-foot nutcracker. You would think that someone would see something, you know? Somebody would have witnessed this because it can't be every day that you see someone riding around on a motorcycle with a six-foot nutcracker. But so far, the nutcracker has yet to turn up. The owner of the restaurant, uh, Aaron Telford, is offering a reward for the safe return of the nutcracker, although he has ordered another to stand guard with the remaining nutcracker because you don't want it to be lonely. So, And they're a set. They're a pair. Um, Mr. Telford uh, says uh, we have the uh, whole thing, including images of the motorcycle and the culprit's faces on camera, but they're not necessarily interested in pursuing charges. He says we just want our nutcracker back. A big black market for six foot nutcrackers in England. I don't know. Why would you do such a thing? This has got to be a prank, right? Because very little intrinsic value to a six foot nutcracker. And how do you make a make off with one of those on a motorcycle? I don't know. Have you ever walked into a room and forgotten why you were there? Have you ever had that happen? You walk into a room and say, "Now, why did what did I? What was I looking for?" What's, Why am I here? Well, imagine that to the next level. A passenger who flew from Denmark to Los Angeles has no passport or recollection of his journey. Sergei uh, Okigawa, I think is how you pronounce it, (laughs) showed up at LAX on November 4th without a passport. Um, They did a whole search of everything he had in his possession. No passport was found. And Mr. Okigawa was not on the passenger manifest either. So it's all kinds of weird. And Mr. Okigawa says he has no memory of even boarding the plane. Uh, He claims that he had not slept for three days. And suddenly when he showed up at LAX, he had no idea what was going on. Now, he has uh, pleaded not guilty to charges of illegally boarding an aircraft, and his hearing is set for the day after Christmas. I don't know if he's still in L.A. or if he's been returned to Denmark. (laughs) That's all kinds of weird. If you've ever walked into a room and forgotten why you were there, uh, you can commiserate with this guy, uh, perhaps, but (laughs) that's just weird. You show up... In a whole different country with no idea how you got there or why. Weird. Uh, let's see. A couple of other items from the broken news this morning. The odd and unusual side of the headlines. Apparently, a company called um, Celestis. Celestis? Okay. Is launching hair samples from three former U.S. presidents into outer space. The uh, samples are from John F. Kennedy, Dwight Eisenhower, who didn't have a whole lot of hair to begin with, Dwight Eisenhower, um, and George Washington. Hair samples from Kennedy, Eisenhower, and Washington will be on board a rocket launched early next year. This is a company, Celestis, that specializes in sending remains and DNA into outer space. And why do they do that? Well, they say that off-world storage preserves the samples for thousands of years without degradation. The company says DNA of the late presidents could help people in the future learn more about U.S. history. Or maybe on some other planet, there will be a cloned George Washington walking around someplace. Weird. That's all kinds of weird. And finally, in the broken news this morning, (laughs) story with a happy ending. 
A California dog walker had the opportunity to adopt a disabled chicken, and social media loved this so much that they have sent over 60 pairs of tiny shoes and boots for the chicken. Uh, the, uh, the chicken had lost its toes due to leg mites, which is a debilitating arachnoid parasite. The owner of the chicken, Mitch Devignan of Escondido, California, had to suffocate the mites using Vaseline and cotton wool, which had to be changed three times a day. Uh, nursing the chicken back to health, uh, Mitch began affectionately calling him Nubs after the short ends of his toes. When the story was shared online, uh, people responded. <laughs> and apparently Nubs has 60 new pairs of tiny shoes and boots <laughs> to help, his, help him be able to walk. <laughs> Oh, some great people on the internet helping out as poor unfortunate chicken. There you go. Uh, it's today's broken news. An update on the odd and unusual side of the headlines. We now return you to your regularly scheduled programming. It's a musical tradition. Chip Davis, the founder and musical director of Mannheim Steamroller, presents a coast-to-coast broadcast of Mannheim Steamrollers, an American Christmas. Chip Davis of Mannheim Steamroller here. Join us for all the warmth, music, and happiness of an old-fashioned American Christmas. An American Christmas begins Christmas Eve at 5 p.m. on 1330 WFIN, WFIN.com, and 95.5 FM. Time now for your daily download, the numbers behind the news and the statistics that shape our lives. We all want to achieve the American dream, right? And even more so for our kids than for ourselves. But achieving the American dream comes with a pretty hefty price tag these days. As a matter of fact, if you look at the latest numbers, and this was compiled by uh, Investopedia, the financial website, Investopedia, they totaled it up and they came up with a price tag of $3.4 million. Now that's over the course of your lifetime. It'll cost you three, nearly $3.5 million to achieve the American dream. That includes expenses associated with marriage, retirement savings, home ownership, and raising two children to the age of 18. However, median lifetime earnings for the typical U.S. worker are only $1.7 million, which, of course, highlights the financial challenges that many families these days face. According to a report on CBS News that did a piece on this, rising costs for child care, college tuition, and homeownership uh, contribute to these pressures. Those are the biggest things that are contributing to the lack of the ability of many Americans to achieve the American dream. Another analysis indicates that funding the American dream costs around $130,000 annually for a family of four, which surpasses the median household income of 74450 Bottom line, these studies emphasize the financial strain on single-earner households as compared to those with two working adults. But even, again, if you look at the Investopedia numbers, even with two adults working, both parents working in a family of four, achieving the American dream, marriage, homeownership, raising kids, uh, saving for retirement, all of that, just the basics, uh, it's still a pretty... Pretty heavy lift for a lot of uh, average Americans these days. And it ain't getting cheaper anytime soon. (music) 
So here we are, crunch time, about a week and a half until the big day. And if you are still scrambling to find that perfect last minute gift, we've got you covered. No muss, no fuss here. Joining us with some great ideas is Emmy Award winning host and lifestyle expert Marissa Brainy. What makes for the perfect last minute gift, Marissa? Yeah, so important, right? We want something that is both thoughtful and practical because we are short on time and you can accomplish that. Listen, I've partnered with some of my favorite brands to help give you some great last minute options. And we start with the gift of a sun soaked getaway. How great does that sound right about now? Um, you know, you should check out trademark collection by Wyndham Resorts, especially their incredible Viva all-inclusive resorts. These are across the Dominican Republic, the Bahamas, and Mexico. Think pristine beaches, nightly entertainment, rejuvenating spas, fine dining, and endless activities, all perfect for that R&R that you're looking for. And what's best about this is that rates for a family of four start at just $240 a night. So this could be a great family gift or the gift for a traveler in your life. You can check out all the details on the Trademark Hotels website. And while we're on the subject of travel, you've probably heard of Rosetta Stone. They are the language learning experts for more than 30 years. And this is such a unique and meaningful gift, maybe for someone who's preparing for an international trip or someone who wants to connect further with loved ones or maybe just pick up a few helpful phrases and sharpen their brain. So Rosetta Stone offers 25 different languages and they help you learn through things like visuals, audio from native speakers and interactive activities. And right now they are offering 50% off their lifetime subscription. So it's just $199. Wow. And you get instant delivery. Yeah. So you can learn one language this year and one language next year and keep going until you know them all. And as so you, definitely great option. Yeah. And as you mentioned, uh, then you can avoid the crowds uh, of people who are also doing their last minute shopping or uh, worried about those uh, late deliveries, making it on time and all kind of that. What are some... Uh, other ways to help people avoid some of those other uh, normal stresses that go along with uh, last-minute shopping? One of the things I suggest is looking in unexpected places, right? I'm not talking about a picked-over mall. I'm talking about next door. I don't know if you've ever seen their for sale and free section of the Nextdoor app, but check it out because your neighbors are selling things like vintage jewelry. They're selling hard to find collectibles, even big ticket items like musical instruments or a hot toy for the kiddos. Take a look because Nextdoor's yearly rewind shows 3.8 million items valuing $466 million were sold just this year which really means that your neighbor could be selling the very thing you're looking for for someone on your list. So definitely a great option for some last-minute shopping. Obviously, uh, we all have these lists with people of different ages, uh, different tastes, different preferences. Uh, That's always a challenge to find stuff to meet all of those, tick off all of those boxes. What do you uh, have to help us with that? Well, the biggest thing that you can do to help yourself in that situation is find a one-stop shop where you can check everyone off your list at once. And this year, that's Duluth Trading Company. They have everything from high-quality clothes to accessories, things for your home, even gear for your car and trucks. Um, and what's great is that they, you know, have a variety of different giftable items to choose from. So things like their durable fire hose workwear, great for people who work out in the elements. They have their plush free swinging flannels that are great for men or women. And you got to check out their five-star rated buck naked underwear. I don't know if you've seen these online, but they come in a ton of different fun, festive patterns. They really make for a great little stocking stuffer. So you don't have to run to umpteen different places, uh, one-stop shopping at its finest. And uh, lastly, we mentioned uh, travel. Experiential gifting is very uh, hot right now. Uh, The other thing that is very hot health and wellness. Yeah, really important this time of year. And health and wellness is huge, right? Giving that gift to someone you love is is 
something that's a really nice gesture to show that you care about them. And I always think it's great in the form of a stocking stuffer. So these Modern Mushroom Soft Chews by Force Factor. These are available at the Vitamin Shop, which is the leading destination for lifelong wellness. And mushrooms, speaking of hot, they are one of the hottest trends in health and wellness. They've really taken over, and for good reason. Mushrooms have a whole host of wellness benefits. And in this soft chew form, it's great because... They're going to help with things like your sleep, your stress, your immunity, your energy levels, but you don't even have to like mushrooms because these come in a variety of different flavors, these chews. So vanilla bean, chocolate peanut butter, even cinnamon roll flavor. So check them (laughs) out uh, at the vitamin shop. I was going to ask about that because I am not a mushroom person myself. So good to know. Uh, Some great ideas there to help you finish off your shopping list with the uh, holiday just, like I said, a week and a half away now. Again, uh, Emmy Award-winning host and lifestyle expert, Marissa Brainy. Uh, Where do we get more information, Marissa? You can head to my website. It is marissabrainy.com. Just go to the blog section, and I have all this link there for you and more. Marissa, thanks very much for taking the time. Happy holidays to you. Happy holidays to you. Thanks so much. And that will finish up our podcast for today. I want to thank all of our guests for joining us on the program this morning. And remember, you can get more information about all of the topics that we talk about each and every day on the show at our webpage, that is goodmornings.net. Coming up tomorrow on the program, the Children's Mentoring Connection is kicking off 2024 with gratitude and celebration and a whole host of Save the Date events to mark their 50th anniversary. They get a preview. So until tomorrow morning, that is Good Mornings for this morning. Now that you've had a good morning, go on out and make it a good day. We'll catch you back here tomorrow.